0: I was bawling, because I was so terrified to tell them. And my dad looked at Ryan and said, "Okay, when are you guys getting married? And that's just,
1: you know, that's just what you did, you Mm -hmm. know? I imagine like pretty scary though, too, being that young. And And, you know, when we do talk, it's like, oh, how long have you been
0: married? And they say, oh, five or 10 years. And I'm like, I've been married 10 years.
1: (laughs) I'm 29. Wow.
0: That episode was so much fun.
1: Yes, we just finished recording an episode on Priscilla's journey to becoming a mom and it was really fun to listen to your story.
0: It was it was nice to kind of just revisit it and be able to tell that part of my life. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of talked about teen pregnancy and getting married at a young age. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I I just loved hearing, you know, it was really it sounds like you had a pretty intense start to becoming a mom, not only
0: being mm-hmm. a mom at
1: such a young age, but then um, kind of the challenges that you experienced with your with Sophia um, medically. And so I think it, it was just really inspiring to hear, um, especially now, 10 years later, you guys have yeah. really settled into to being parents.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like there's a lot that I didn't get a touch base totally. on. So if you guys just have any questions or you want to deep dive into anything else I would love to have another episode and
1: yeah there's so much that we didn't get to go into Um, yeah so let us know if there's more that we can share um, because yeah there's still a lot there but we hope you guys enjoy this episode and here it is
0: welcome to the lean and learn podcast where two best friends a mom and a therapist come together to lean on each other and learn from each other This podcast was created to hear stories of success, suffering, and everything in between. A space for women to feel connected, supported, and heard. You can expect total realness from Priscilla and Zoe as we share our own life experiences, and we hope you take this journey with us as we lean on and learn from.
1: we have a really exciting topic to talk about today. Um, We want to share kind of, you know, things that have been going on in our lives. And we're going to start off today with talking about Priscilla, your journey to becoming a mom. And there's a a lot to that. So I want to just jump right in. And and if you want to just start at the beginning with, when you became a mom and, and we can, we can, we can start there.
0: Yes. So I got pregnant when I was 18. So it was like, I graduated high school and then it was pretty quick after that, that I, that I got pregnant. And then I had my daughter when I was 19.
1: Gosh, how did that feel? Yeah, no, it felt, it felt,
0: challenging at the time so you know I we were really really excited and you know we it was like a the unknown right and so I knew that I always wanted kids really young I didn't know that it was gonna happen so quickly yeah. um my husband and I had which we have almost been now married almost 10 years which is just so exciting That's amazing um but when we when we weren't not trying. We weren't, you know, being very safe or being very smart. And so I think it was like eight months into our relationship that we got pregnant. And so there was just a lot of unknown. There was, um, we were really excited and life just kind of hit us after we had, you know, our, my first born Sophia
1: and, um, I imagine like pretty scary though, too being that young and, and how, like, how did, how did your family, I remember that, but just to share mm-hmm. with everyone else, like, how did your guys' family take that when you, you know, knowing Ryan, now we know he's amazing, but only knowing him for eight months and yeah getting pregnant that soon, how did your families take it?
0: Yeah, I mean our parents knew that we weren't just like a fling pretty early on. They knew that we were gonna, you know, I always like 6 months into our relationship was like I'm going to marry him, you know. So it was that they knew that we were going to be together, but like I said we were still very young and like after 8 months our parents didn't know like that we were going to be serious and so I can remember like getting all of my insurance and everything figured out before even telling my mom, because I knew that was going to be her first question. And it was, um, you know, do you have all the medical stuff figured out? Do you have, you know, this and that situated? And so I was, we didn't tell anybody for like a month. I mean, I told you, you know, but like, (laughs) we didn't, we didn't tell like our family members or anything and. Um, I just, I can remember the day we sat my parents down in their living room and um, I was bawling because I was so terrified to tell them. And my dad looked at Ryan and said, okay, when are you guys getting married? And that's just, you know, that's just what you did, you Mm -hmm, know? And mm -hmm, so,
1: mm -hmm.
0: and we knew that we wanted to get married and I can remember that like, that question somewhat weighing on Ryan. Cause he was just like, I don't want to marry you just because you're pregnant. Like right. I found this out after the fact, but I'm trying to think we told them in January or like February, mm-hmm. I found out in January and Ryan had already been looking at rings in November. And mm-hmm. so I didn't know that. And so it was just, you know, more confirmation that, you know, we wanted to give our kids, uh, home with, you know, mom and well, dad, yeah, that was yeah. always something that was super
1: important to the both of us. And, but a lot of pressure uh, on top of already heavy, heavy stuff of being pregnant. Now you're gonna be, be married at 18, 19 years old. And did you know anybody yeah. your guys's age that was doing that? I knew a
0: lot of people in high school, not like any close friends. I, or, I mean, no, I don't mean that. One of my girlfriends, same situation. Same situation, but um, everybody that I know that got pregnant and got married that young are not together anymore.
1: Yeah, I would. I'd agree with that. Yeah,
0: or if they, I actually can't think of anybody. Like, I'm not going to say names, but
1: no No names, but no No names. I can't think of anybody either. I mean, when I say you've been married for ten years, people are like, "Holy shit, Mm -hmm. a long time! How old are you guys?" So,
0: yeah no yeah. i say you know or i see the same thing like even you know now my kids are my oldest is about to be 10 or she'll be 10 this next year and then my youngest will be seven in just a couple weeks and just i'm a, i st- you've am the youngest the way you've paid the I've way, paid the way. <laughs> i'm the youngest at the pickup line like i am with all these older moms in their mid-30s 40s you know so yes. Yeah, it's, and they've all like, when I ask, you know, when we do talk, it's like, oh, how long have you been married? And they say, oh, five or 10 years. And I'm like, I've been married 10 years. (laughs) I'm 29. Wow.
1: (laughs) So funny. I love it. Well, okay. So then jumping to you are pregnant, you tell your family it's exciting and nerve wracking. And then you have little sweet Sophia. Tell us about how that was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and really quick backtracking. When I told my in-laws that we were pregnant, they were so excited. I was, it was really sweet. They were very supportive. Ryan at the time, I think was 21. And Uh I was like his, not his first long-term relationship, but like his first like serious relationship. So they were just, they like welcomed me
1: with open arms, which was so sweet. Aww, and they were like, amazing. why are you
0: crying? And I remember being <laughs> like, I'm, a, I'm so young.
1: <laughs> yeah. But they were ready for it. They were, they were, they so were open ready to for it. it. Ugh, yeah. That's... They were open
0: to it. But um, yeah. So when I had Sophia um, my first, my labor was really difficult and I ended up having to get an emergency C section. Mm. And then um and that was really scary because that was never a thought in my mind. I didn't do any research. Like I was, that was not part of the plan.
1: So yeah, I I remember, I remember that. That mm -hmm. that was terrifying.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah. You were there with me and I was um, yeah, I was really scared. And um, so when Sophia was born, her, she ended up having some health complications and we weren't really, like I said I was 19 I didn't know anything and so we were she was in the NICU for I think 5 days and um and that was a scary a scary thing so she had low blood sugar and jaundice and so you know a lot of babies have jaundice we weren't mm-hmm. like at the time we didn't know what was going to happen you'd never had, had a then, kid um, before
1: so it's like what to expect this seems okay this is what we're doing
0: Yeah. And to be totally honest, like Ryan and I both don't have like a health problem. Like we don't, either of us, like, you know, we don't have any issues with like our health, you know? And so when Sophia was two months old, I got a call from her pediatrician and they were like, you need to go to the, um, to Sacred Heart now. And I was like, Just had no clue what Mm -hmm. was in store for us, and we were both really scared. But we thought, like, okay, like we'll go, we'll get something figured out, and we'll move on from whatever this nightmare is, you know.
1: And Sacred Heart is a hospital. Yes, yeah,
0: Yeah. yes, it's a hospital close by, and um, and they specialize in pediatrics, and so, um, and so we were there for a week, which was the scariest, longest week of our life, Mm. and um and Sophia was diagnosed with the hormone deficiency. And then when we were there, they were like, we're going to, um, we're going to have you guys see the ophthalmologist as well. And I was like, what do, why do we need to see an ophthalmologist? Like I had no clue. Mm -hmm. And, um, and she was diagnosed with amblyopia. So she has, you know, that wandering eye and Mm -hmm. she, um, And so that was like a whole nother thing that we, we went there, had no clue what was in store for us. And we walked out and our whole world was just shaken. Yeah.
1: Wow. It
0: was, um, and mind you, I was 19. Like that was like, that was the
1: biggest,
0: the biggest part of it. So I was just so scared. And, um, but at the same time, just, you know, so in love with my new baby that I was like, I was like praising God at the time where I was just like, I'm so happy that I get to be her mom, yeah.
1: but I'm so scared. <laughs> yeah. I can't even imagine how that must have felt trying to just figure out what it means to be a mom. Now a mom with a child that has these health complications that you don't even mm-hmm. know what they mean at that point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I would say like, I never was like a person that struggled with like anxiety Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. any of those things. And that was like, after having a kid, it was like 180. Like I was always, always stressed, always worried, like all the things now we've, you know, we've gotten to the point where she has to take her medication three times a day and she has a nightly hormone shot and it's just a part of our life now. It's not like this scary thing. Um, but yeah, I'm just so thankful for her, her medical team. And
1: yeah. And, and I imagine too, becoming a mom at that age would be very isolating because I know Mm -hmm. that was not happening often in our Mm -hmm. group. And then on top of that, now having to be in hospitals and be taking Mm -hmm. care of all these extra medical things, extra isolating. How did you guys get through that? and yeah how talk about that
0: yeah I'm not gonna lie I didn't have it all figured out I was um I was really I felt very alone in this situation I mean I had I had Ryan but he was feeling the same feelings I was feeling you know when something when you're told that you know your child is going to have this long-term diagnosis yeah diagnosis diagnosis yeah (laughs) yeah that I was like it's just not something that any parent is prepared for so I was um I it was really really difficult but over time and over the years um our like circle of people have has gotten stronger and yeah um honestly, her, her people that she works with now. So she gets some, you know, resources from the school and she is legally blind. So she's learning Braille and, you know, she practices with her
1: cane works for when we're in new places. Um, And it's so cute when I get little letters from her and it's got the Braille on it. I just love that. That is the sweetest thing.
0: Yeah, no, she has, we just have such an amazing group of people there to support us that have become a part of our family and mm-hmm. that's just been the coolest thing like the person that saw her when she when we first started you know vision therapy and all mm-hmm. these different things we still see her yeah so it's just you know 10 years later having that relationship um with tina and just like you know knowing that she's in good hands and that you know whoever's you know looking out for her yeah. has her best interest yeah, yeah.
1: And yeah. I can imagine, too, I mean, thinking from, like, my experience working with lots of parents, there's a concern there already that they want to make sure their child is in good hands, regardless of uh, mm-hmm. any medical condition or, like, for Sophia, who really needs to make sure that people around her know what needs to be done if there was an emergency emergency. I hear yeah. parents all day concerned about their kids not being in good hands, and mm-hmm. they don't have medical issues and so or challenges. Yeah. so you can imagine that's that's very heightened for for you and Ryan. Yeah,
0: and just having to learn how to advocate. Like, there's been there was a doctor um, in Spokane that was seeing her originally for her for her vision, and I she had the worst bedside manner, like just terrible and she was so rude um and she I remember she said like just such a rude comment one time and she um what was it we want to know (laughs) yes so she just she looked at me and she told me I have no hope for Sophia's eyes and I remember being just like broken and this was like when Sophia was maybe two or three and so the town that we live in I was like I'm done with you like I never went back there um, I remember I, this.
1: I remember yeah, this happening. Yeah.
0: I remember telling Ryan, I was like, I need somebody that's going to tell me like things are going to be okay. And she's going to live like a a fruitful, mm-hmm. normal life. And, um, and so we switched doctors and I it could not, like I said, it took time and it was a process for sure. Um, but her now doctor is just amazing. And I remember we ran into her at the park one time. And so mm. for her to just see Sophia, like like I said, she's low vision, um, but she can, she can walk around. She has no yeah, problem. Yeah. Like she can ride a bike, she can do all these things. And so for her, her doctor to actually see her in the real world, not just, you know, as a patient with a revolving door, it's yeah. really important to me. So yeah, we're just super thankful for that's amazing. Who, who's on our side now.
1: That can just make such a difference. I think.
0: Oh yeah. No, it definitely does.
1: Yeah. Well, and I'm wondering too, so now I mean you've been being you've been a mom for ten years almost. Mm-hmm. And thinking of of like advice you would give your younger self or advice you'd give other people that are listening about, you know, just all of the things that you're going to face. What what would some of the things be that you'd say?
0: Yeah, no, that's a great question. I would say like find, find people that are, you know, going through the same thing as you. And I know at the time you and I weren't going through the same thing, but you were always there for me and always listening. And that was such a big thing for me because I have like, I have a small circle of like, Mm -hmm. you know, my close people that I'll share my, my ugly side with. And so, (laughs) (laughs) and so you know just find those people and like don't take them for granted and you know relationships aren't one-sided either so like that's always been like something that's been super important to me so I feel like I've been that to you too absolutely and so
1: um and I would say you you've been connected like we were talking earlier before we recorded like connected um to Facebook groups and just community mm-hmm. that, that have been, you know, like you said, going through the same things. And I feel like you guys really, you are a big part of, of those communities.
0: That was huge for me. Like, um, the Facebook groups was a big thing, especially for Sophia's hormone deficiency. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, you don't ever hear anybody with that condition like I didn't even I knew nothing like I said so I felt like I was the only one in the world going through Mm -hmm. that thing that Mm -hmm. terrible thing and to know that there's other people that are going through the same thing and other parents navigating and staying up late worrying about their kids like that was huge for me and then um, also what else did you just say Oh, yeah. Just like meeting with other groups like we've Mm -hmm. met, you know, with other people, even in our small community whose kids are going through the same thing and have a visual impairment and some of them are fully blind and just being able to like sit down and have a coffee with other moms and just be like, I know how you're feeling and you know how I'm feeling and, you know, we can be there and check in on each other and, you know, tell each other which teachers are good at what schools and, you know, that helps support their kid that are, you know, that's navigating these things. So that's been
1: amazing. Yeah. I'm so thankful for that. That's amazing. I, I, it kind of goes back to our whole idea of this podcast is those mm-hmm. stories and hearing other people's experiences are just yeah. it's huge when you're in a situation where you feel alone. So yeah, yeah. I, I love that advice.
0: Yeah. That was that's why I was so excited to do this. Cause I feel like you and I both have gone through such, you know, isolating big, things. Yeah. yeah. Big isolating things that, you know, mm-hmm. that was a comfort for us. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And then I had my youngest daughter not long after that. I think, you know, my girls are about two and a half years apart and it was me and my
1: sister growing up. So Yes. I know you wanted kids close in age. That mm-hmm. was, that was important. And so you got your
0: second girl. <laughs> I got my second. Yes. And I was so, so fortunate. I was able to be a stay at home mom with them for eight years. And that was just the best thing. Um, but like I said, I think the biggest thing is like, find your support. Cause it's so easy, you know, mm-hmm. to get in like a funky headspace and, you know, yeah. not have yeah. routine, you know, wake up, wash your face, mm-hmm. do your hair, makeup, if, makeup, if that's what makes you feel good and just get ready to take the day on because it's so easy to just, you know, stay in your jammies all day and do yeah. nothing. <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 Especially I would imagine when being a stay at home mom, there, there isn't maybe any natural breaks in the day. You're just kind of another mm-hmm. uh, day. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah
0: you don't get to turn it off like you you wake up and you just you're on mom mom mode you know Mm -hmm. and then you go to sleep Mm -hmm. until you know Mm -hmm. that's when you get rest so
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I think too like just knowing you and Ryan I think having Ryan and I think not a lot of people have that yeah lucky situation of such an amazing support but I feel like just watching you guys, he was always such a support to, you know, your guys's groove and things you mm-hmm. guys were doing and so involved, which I, you know, it's sad oh, yeah. to say, you don't see that with dads as much as, as no as I hope. So you really don't, um, he is
0: one of the most hands-on dads and, you know, he's, he was, I mean, still is right there at every doctor's appointment takes care of, you know, picking up medications and doing Mm -hmm. all the things that he needs to do. And even still like, you know, he knows that I'm now, you know, so like I said, I was a stay at home mom for eight years and then now working full time, like that's changed the dynamic of what gets done in the house and, you know, the responsibilities and yeah, he's totally just jumped into that whatever he needs to do. And I always
1: tell him, I was like,
0: I love that. I don't have to tell you what to do. Yes. Oh my
1: gosh. Oh my gosh. That is such a, that is if all of us could only be so lucky. (laughs) I just remember this, this when I think it was Sophia, that was little, he was like clipping her into the, like you got into the front seat, didn't even bother. Like you knew mine was gonna put her in the car seat but he was not coming with us like he came out just to solely put the girls in the car seats and you just got into the front seat And I'm like what (laughs) is happening this is seriously dad goals right now
0: (laughs) I know and he's the same way with like you know my friend's kids like he you know they're walking out he goes and walks the kids out buckles them in the car and sends everyone off and it's just so sweet yeah it's so sweet Yeah, no, he's out. He's so supportive, and he's even—I was so cute. So I think I told you this. So supportive of this too. I I showed him,
1: you know, our first episode, and he was just had the biggest smile on his face. I know he's just amazing. And I think going back to like navigating all of this, I think that having a good support system just is make or break in terms of how you're gonna, you know, sink or swim throughout it. So yeah, yay for Ryan.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm just, yeah, I'm so thankful for that. Cause that can, I mean, that's challenging on anybody, you know, Yeah, yeah. I, um, there was definitely a season where I felt like I was just going through the same thing mm-hmm. every single day. And I felt mm-hmm. unhappy and I can remember, um, I remember coming to him and I, I think I remember telling you this too. And I was just like, it's never easy being vulnerable, like yeah. you always wanna look put together to your spouse, so mm-hmm. I remember going to him and just like crying and just being like i'm i need a i need a change like this yeah. is wearing on me, I'm tired um, and so yeah, we've definitely done the work and put you know done the things to make a turnaround and work has helped a ton with that. I was
1: going to say, I think, I, I think it's getting better, but it seems like there's this idea that if you're a stay at home mom, you're just like on the couch all day watching shows. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case at all. Maybe yeah. once in a while, but I mean, that's not what's happening. It's work you're on, you're not, you, you can't really phone it in, especially when you've got two kids similar in age too. Mm-hmm. I mean, Yeah. So yeah, and you know, we were running a
0: business and mm-hmm. we were, you know, I was home with the kids and yeah, it was it was a very difficult season for sure. Um, but also one of the most rewarding seasons, right? Because I mean, yeah. just I love my my girls so much and they've given us a whole new excitement in life. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. So it's been really
1: great. Would you say that you enjoy being a working mom or a stay at home mom better now? I'm, yeah. <laughs> no, that's a good question, too. <laughs> when
0: my kids were younger, I loved being home with them. I felt like it was so important when their little minds were developing and I got to be the one, you know, to teach them their ABCs and their Mm -hmm. one, two, threes and how to stack blocks like those simple things. It's like Mm -hmm. you never get that back. Yeah. When they started getting older. That's when I was like, "Okay, like Mm -hmm. I'm they need to get out. I need to get out. Like it's time. I can remember literally telling Ryan, like it's time for a change for all of us. Like they just, yeah. you know, cause I did the homeschool thing too. I did it mm-hmm. for two years through the, through the pandemic.
1: And, mm-hmm. um, I remember you saying, Sophia smarter than me. I can't oh, teach yeah. her anymore. She needs more than what I can give yes. her. Yes, she
0: is this so is true. smart. And she always tells Ryan now too. She's like, I'm going to go ask dad for help with my homework. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you go ask him. You're into this fourth grade stuff. Like this is, <laughs> this is out way of my above lead. my head. Yeah. <laughs> no, so um, so that's been that's been just really cool to see them grow and, you know, become a little bit more independent. And, yeah. um, but I would say now I, I like having routine. Yeah. There's days where I miss being a stay at home mom for sure. Like, you know, things fall behind in the house and I, um, I do get overwhelmed. Like mm-hmm. there's, you know, it's life. Yeah, <laughs> and so, totally. um, but the, the idea of waking up, getting ready every day. Yeah.
1: You know, that just does something to you too. Just like to feel it, like I'm, I'm getting out of my pajamas. I'm mm-hmm. leaving the house that yeah, just feels good.
0: Definitely. And it's easier to like add in, I've noticed like add in like other routines. So mm-hmm. like, I never used to, like when I was a stay-at-home mom, I'd sleep in And not even care. Like there's I don't have to be anywhere, Mm -hmm. you know. And now I'm waking up at 5 30 and I have a morning routine and I do these things that I know are gonna make the rest of my day better.
1: Right. What are some of those things? Actually, I'd love to hear.
0: (laughs) Yes, I know. Um, yeah, so I wake up at 5 30 and I have my cup of coffee with Ryan. And then I always try and read my Bible and journal in the morning. That's super important for me. Mm -hmm. And then um I try to, to work out.
1: As long as you're trying.
0: Yes. You know, and I always like, I tell myself too, like if I'm just moving my body, you know, yeah. so sometimes it's yoga, sometimes it's Pilates, sometimes I'm a freak and I'm like, let's w- lift weights and, <laughs> you know. Um, and yeah. so, you know, it's just whatever, but doing those things mm-hmm. has helped mm-hmm. me so much mentally, you know, and then. Ryan takes care of breakfast for the kids. And then, um, we pack lunches and then out the door we go and we, you know, we have our day and yeah, Yeah, it's a crazy morning. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: But you've already had so many things done, checked off the list by the time you leave the house, which is great.
0: Yeah, no, it definitely, you know, there's times where I've gotten lazy for sure. And like, it took me, it took me a while to get into that routine, but very quickly to get addicted to that routine because mm-hmm. it helps mm-hmm.
1: everybody <laughs> in the house. Totally. Totally. Well, and thinking about me, I'm, I'm working at home. So I yeah. don't, I'm like the same idea of like stay at home mom, but without stay at home working person. Yeah. That <laughs> would be difficult. Yeah, yeah totally. I mean, no, no real, I have my routine, but it's not that getting up. I can stay in my pajamas all day if I want. And and yeah. sometimes when I do that, I can definitely notice that I, mm-hmm. maybe my mood is not as good as I, I'd want it to be. So I can, yeah. I can imagine that having that, having that routine is, is especially when you have other kids, your kids and, a you know, family to attend to. Yeah. It's good. Definitely.
0: Yeah. No, it's been, it's been good though. I'm, I'm excited about, you know, the kids and their, yeah. and work and all the different things. And
1: so, yeah, it's been it's going an really exciting well. exciting chapter for you guys. All the kind of hard work is like coming together. It seems like to oh, yeah. pay off. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, anything else, Priscilla, that you, you wanted to add as we come to a close on this first uh, episode? anything? Um, we talked about advice. We talked about Mm -hmm. kind of where you were and where you are now. Anything, any final words, any final thoughts for our listeners or for stay at home moms or moms going back into working anything that you, you want to say to them?
0: Yeah. I would just say, find your community, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it be meeting people, listening to podcasts, you know, that Resonate with something that you're going through that's difficult in your life. Find books, um, Mm -hmm. find support because when you try and do things by yourself, it's gonna be, it's gonna make it all that much more difficult. So just, you know, I think that's super important. Just find support, even in the good, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just so important. So yeah, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited for... You know, the next few episodes, and we've got some really amazing people coming through. So, yeah, you can reach out to us on Instagram or you mm-hmm. can send us an email
1: at let's lean and learn at gmail.com. And that's it, simple as that. Yeah, so simple as that. Have All a right. great day, guys, and we'll see you on the next one.